hack our way through that if you want to. Let's, yeah, let's do it. You know. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds real good. Uh, there's no John uh, Moltz. I'm not John Moltz. No. <laughs> Neither of us. But I'm like Adrian. I'm John Armstrong. Welcome to the gender difference. Because Moltz is in here. Parenting. Ah, whatever. This is turning this car around. <laughs> Uh, without Maltz's femininity, I don't know what we're going to do. He's different. His, his strong feminine energy. Yeah. Is that, is that well, what you're um, John, John is on vacation, so we'll miss him. He's, he's, uh, yeah. He is camping with Hank. <laughs> he and Hank he are is. learning never to speak um, to each other again. <laughs> and just so you know, the Wi-Fi just did yes. a big shit, and I'm back on the shit network, so I apologize. Oh, cool. All right. Well, that'll be fun. Um, I'm about to go like after we're done with the show, I'm going to go bust ass on that router and we're going to rename some networks. Lex. That's, that's <laughs> hardcore. Now, you're in a shared office space right now. Oh, God, this is atrocious. So it's somebody else's. I am. And it's you know somebody what? else's. Like it is, but they've enlisted my help as a nerd. Gotcha. Um, somebody's calling me right now. Though, I'm just going to hang up on them. Okay. They're um, going, even they're though dead the to me. Whoever it was that, is dead to me. Yeah, so I, we can talk about Wi-Fi for the you know for the show if we want, but I just don't think that's going to be of interest to the to the listener, to, to the moms uh, and dads out there learning about their yeah, kids, to the yeah. parents. Well, so yeah. but you had a good idea for us today, which was to talk about you know how you parent different genders differently, and one story I might have told this story on the show in the past, but just in case, the story that immediately mm-hmm. came to mind when you brought up that idea was this. Uh, we try, as background here, we try to treat Liam and the girls, Anya and Sierra, we try to mm-hmm. treat them all equally. You know, we're not trying to force anybody into any gender roles. Um, Liam has certainly gravitated towards trucks in a way his sisters never did. But when his sister said, you know, I'm hoping to get a truck at my next birthday, fine, no problem. Of course, we don't mm-hmm. care. When we did the Disney cruise, there's one night that's pirate night and you can dress up as a pirate and they give you headbands and I think eye patches and uh, you can put those on Um, but the girls also brought plenty of princess dresses with them on the cruise and Lauren's like if anybody wants um, she had brought a pirate costume she's like I have one pirate costume and then you you know we can put somebody else in in the uh, as a pirate princess and Liam's like boom that's what I want I want to be the pirate princess wow and I'm conflicted at this moment and I'm, I'm not proud to admit it necessarily, but I was like, you know, because he doesn't, you know, because he hasn't made a habit of dressing up in girls clothes, um, other than, you know, on a very rare occasion when the girls are doing dress up, he'll do it with them to be silly. And he acknowledges that he thinks it's silly. Um, uh, but I, I wasn't totally on board with his, I wasn't going to say no, but I wasn't totally on board with his going around the cruise ship dressed as, uh, the pirate princess because I, I don't know. I was worried about what it would mean for him in the sense of, I was worried about what others would say to him. Um, And I didn't want anything unpleasant to be said. Um, Mm. Even if it was just other kids innocently enough saying, why is that boy dressed like a girl? Like I didn't want to have to have those conversations. Um, And so I was saved by the bell in that the dresses we had were way too big for him. So he was (laughs) around our room. Mm-hmm. Um, but he kept like as soon as he put it on he was falling down anytime he took a step because the dress was going under his feet he was just too low to the ground uh, so he said yeah you can wear this in the room but this is going to be he said, yeah I don't want to wear this on the stairs because I will fall down so that it worked out but mm. uh, I think in the end it had it fit I would have said fine he can wear this but I would have been tense the whole time so that's the one gender thing mm. I think I'm wrong about but okay. I am what I am 
Okay, let me just kind of parse this for a second. Parse it. So, parse it up. Okay, so the, the first thing is, you know, there's a rich tradition in Shakespearean uh, performance of men portraying women. That that's that's part of the Elizabethan era of Shakespeare. That female roles are portrayed by men. Yep. Uh, and I apologize for the jigsaw or and or reciprocating whatever the tool that is. Um, that is, space that is, is exciting. New. The space is new, and and you know. I love it, but uh, yeah. All I know is when I want a podcast, I go to publicly shared spaces that are under construction. Well, for here's the-, the thing. I picked the time when I thought no one would be here. and I, I, I was, I've been sick for a few days. And so mm. I figured, okay, uh, we, won't go, we won't do it at lunch. We'll do it a little earlier. And right, since we don't have to wait no for months on the, the West Coast. Space, like yeah. where the recording happens. And technically, I'm not in the common space. I'm in a booth that they've constructed yeah. for private phone calls. Mm. But I think we need to look at some sound deadening and um, also to have the kitchen done. But, um, you know, it's fine. Um, at any rate, let's I, talk about so Shakespeare. Well, so, um, no, you're right. Absolutely. Yes, men played women. And so I, right. I don't have, a, again, I don't have a problem with his, he can wear whatever clothes he wants. And I, we actually have, to call them friends would be a stretch. We have casual acquaintances who have a son who's just a little bit older than Liam. And that son from a very early age only wanted to dress as a woman wanted to be treated as a girl, wanted to wear his hair long like a girl. Um, I I guess I won't say his name, but it was kind of thing like instead of being called John, he wanted to be called Joan. And I think that the kid's fortune, it doesn't seem like a phase, if you will, because it has been years. And I think there's this parental nervousness of, am I forcing this by embracing it or am I doing the right thing by embracing it? Am I perpetuating it or am I I being good? And I don't know how the hell you answer it, but I think they did the right thing where they've said, you know, go for it. Right. We're just going to accept you for, you know, your cross-dressing, whatever. It's so clear. They still refer to him as he, which makes it a little bit more confusing to me and probably to him. But, um, (laughs) wait, so you're saying this, this is a boy born as a boy. There was no, like, they didn't have to do the gender decision thing where there's some kind of hormonal. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I think they refer to him as he publicly on Facebook for maybe people who haven't, uh, right. Haven't, aren't as up to speed. Let's say haven't right, seen him. Not as while. close. They don't, I they imagine don't, they don't call mm-hmm. him. He, when he's right there, because he doesn't want to be called. He, she wants to be called. S- she, right. Yeah. I don't, so he, he dresses this way to school. Like they have to meet every once in a while with, you know, when, if he moves from school to one school to another because of the age or whatever, he has to go, they have to go meet with the, uh, principal or whomever and say, Hey, just so you know, this is how it is. Um, I don't know specifics like on what bathroom he uses at the school or anything like that's, I don't know them that well. That's incredible. But, but they're dealing with it. That's an amazing story. Yeah. Um, and, I, and like I said, I think they're doing, I mean, I think they're doing a whole lot right. Maybe it's not like a grand slam home run with everything, but I think they're as, as doing as great a job as you could expect any parents to do who wouldn't expect no, to be in that situation. Like it it yeah. sounds like they're doing a good job. It sounds like, I mean, as I'm listening to you, I'm trying to figure out what would I do in that situation? You know, yeah. what would I do if one of my girls has been like, you know, I'm a boy, period. I want a short hair. I want, you know, no the whole thing. Right. <laughs> And I, I think, you know, the other thing is, is that I, you know, we're being raised in a very strict religious culture, subculture. Right. Uh, You're a Scientologist, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. No, but I watched that thing. It's really good. It was really uh, good. Um, and we can talk about that in a minute. But, um, my, you know, I, 
knew a lot of people who were homosexual and had to live in the closet and mm. in some cases still do. And, uh, it's, it's sad because they can't be who they are and, or they couldn't be who they are. And their parents had a hard, you know, there was a big struggle and it was just awful for everybody. And so as challenging as it would be to have someone, you know, embrace an opposite gender from birth and say, no, I'm not this boy. I, I'm a woman or vice versa. I'm a boy, you know, I was born a girl, but I'm a boy. I think right. that would, there's some challenges there, but I almost think that that's an easier, like it's, it's, it's better for everybody to embrace it yep. because you know, what are you going to do? Like, I right. think, and I think he's right. always been so clear and so tricky. innocent about it. Like even when I knew him early on in his life, uh, you know, and I, I'm probably, I don't know. <laughs> I can't decide what pronouns to use because of what his parents use on Facebook is he, but, sure. um, but I don't know. He was so clear about it from a very early age that, it was not something that you could realistically fight in my view. Like it would be, yeah. he, I like I said, I think he's fortunate to be with the parents he's with because I think there are many other parents who wouldn't go that route and it would be, Oh yeah. Uh, really tough fight. Hard. Yeah. It'd be yeah. just fighting and horrible. And I think a lot of, um, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to say that mental conditions can be exacerbated, uh, yeah. by, by having that level of repression. Yeah. Um, I think that's not good to be repressed in that way if that's who you are, yep. you know? And so that was another thing I saw as well as like the crazy shit that repressed people do, yeah. whether it was about sexual identity or another or gender identity. It was, you know, there was all kinds of things and it was just horrible for them. And so anyway, uh, and kind of tying that into our thing is that, you know, as a parent, like I've noticed that I have to speak a certain way to girls. I just do. I just have to be careful. And in a way, I'm glad I don't have boys because I think I'd be super hard ass and be just like, and for whatever reason, I don't know why. I don't know what that's about because I've looked at it 40 different ways. But I think there's just something about the my inner autocrat that wants to like rule with an iron fist with boys. Like, oh, I see. Like play dates with boys or, um, you know, if I've, I have nephews, I grew up with nephews and it was like, you know, I laid it down because I was like 12 when they started coming. And so it's awesome. Like I could boss these guys around. I could also wrestle with them. And I was completely, you know, able to just cream them into oblivion, which is yes. awesome. Also, I was a much better space invaders player. And, uh, although when the Nintendo came out, that was, it was over. I had, I lost, you know, the Nintendo yeah. era, super NES. I, I just couldn't, couldn't hold court. Um, however, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know where that comes from, but I've, I know a lot of guys feel that way that when they, have boys they feel like there's this strange pull to sort of and i don't know if it's like the darwinian or the um pack you know like i'm the boss i'm the alpha yeah. i don't know if that's what it's about and it's like training for that or you know, like it's some sort of crazy inbred like um you know pass the torch kind of thing with with boys I, but you know I, before before Anya was born i was rooting for her to be a girl before we knew. And now I, you probably already know this, but this, this I only learned within the past couple months, but now when you're pregnant, they can tell you everything about the baby, like genetic diseases, gender and everything like two weeks in or something crazy. It's like as soon crazy. as you know they're pregnant, yeah. they can test it. Yeah. We, my oldest is only eight. It wasn't that long ago that we were pregnant, but it was like, no, you can, you can find out at 
I don't know, 20 weeks what the gender is. It's like, what? And so now people know yeah. like six, six weeks in, it's crazy. Um, uh, with DNA testing where they take the blood and then they can separate the baby's blood from the mother's blood uh, and magically yeah. figure out who's, it's crazy. Anyway, but so I was rooting for her to be a girl. Um, and this we talked about in like the, some of the very first episodes of this show where my thinking was like, I don't know if I'm a manly enough man to raise sons. Like, I don't know if, mm-hmm. I, can, if I can be like a good rough and tumble dad so like i feel like i i, I was talking about joking about Moltz's feminine wiles that he brings to the show but it's like i think i probably i skew feminine on that spectrum mm-hmm. uh and very, so i can very be musical I'll say i'm very musical and yeah. I'm, I'm lyrical and i'm in touch with my feelings but so uh i do you're definitely lyrical gangster i mean let's be, let's be really honest yeah. Lex. i mean if we're gonna call it like it is but i definitely wrestle with the girls i definitely am happy to yell at them just as much as i am to yell at liam do you um, find that the girls respond differently than liam when you yell like is it is it more um do they get more emotional or do they like fight it back a certain way or is there a, like no. is there a gender <laughs> difference in how they respond I don't like to yell, so I try not to. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I wouldn't say today that I see a difference. Um, and I certainly do yell. I just don't like to. Um, I, you know, all of them, you can get to a place where if I say, you know, just last night, um, Lauren had asked Anya to do her written piano homework because you got to do the piano playing and then you got to do the written nonsense. Yeah. Theory. And, yep. um, Anya had three books worth of things to do, pages in three different oh workbooks. Okay. And uh, so she's done two of them. And she's like, and I said, okay, now after I saw she had finished the first, I said, okay, I want you to go upstairs and start getting pajamas and teeth brush and all that stuff. And she's like, no, I'm going to do the third book. And I said, well, no, you're going to do what I told you to. Um, it's Ooh. time to get pajamas on. We're not going to do the third one. She's like, but mom's it's like, I know I'm talking. I was right there, but now it's time for bed. I'm also a parent. You can listen to me here. I'm, I'm overruling the previous ruling for mommy who won't object to this. She will agree that it's bedtime. She's already upstairs with the other two. Um, uh, and, um, so, but the last time I, you know, it was loud and, mm-hmm. uh, she's like, she got to a stage where she really wanted to cry. And so my move there is always just not to let them cry. And so to immediately switch to being silly and goofy so that they right, won't the cry. Jokes, sure. um, right. And so right. it worked. But uh, Liam is the one who it's hardest to pull that off. Some of it's age too, right? So Liam, who's four, if he gets in trouble and you yell at him, like it's harder to convince him to, to laugh instead of cry. It's not impossible, but it's harder. So mm. I would say mm. that right now, probably Sierra is the most emotional of the three, but I think it's temperament much more than gender. Um, I, yeah, that's kind of what I was trying to get at is like, yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily think at, at a young age that the response is different. Um, but I noticed that, uh, my oldest 11 is she's, her response is now we're getting to the eye rolls. We're getting to some, not all the time. We're getting <laughs> oh, to we the, started uh, the eye rolls with on yet eight. So I'm, yeah, I no, no, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, the best is dad, why are you going this way? Like it's already the backseat driving's already started. It's like, um, listen, you don't get to drive right now, so uh, there's that, and also shush. Um, Mine don't do, do the backseat driving in that sense, but they are always convinced if we're on a road that they're not familiar with, they're always convinced that we're lost. We're lost. And they yeah. Would, for a long time, it was a panic of we're never going to get home again. I'm like it's right. impossible for us not to be able to get home again. Right. Look there's at all no these electronic way. things in the car. Right. There's just no way. There's no way. Yeah. yeah. There's like the yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Uh, I think the the one thing I've noticed 
when I, as I look back at my family and how I was raised and I had three, you know, there's three, three boys and three girls. We all had this kind of meta commentary going on at all times. So I never met a commentary I didn't like. Exactly. (laughs) Me neither. Um, so (laughs) like my dad would be driving, towing a, you know, a tent trailer and, um, you know, the Ford Country Squire LTD could handle, you know, it was a V8, 300, whatever, you know, horsepower, four barrel carb. The thing had some balls. And so we'd be driving <laughs> up a canyon and this tires would start screeching. Exactly. Well, to my dad's credit, he was not that kind of father. <laughs> okay. Uh, <clears throat> he should have had a truck by all intents and purposes. The man <laughs> should have owned a pickup truck. However, um, he just never did. We always had station wagons. And so, he would drive that thing though, and it would be like the tires would be screeching. That's just going around corners with you know eight you know eight people in the station wagon, trailer in tow, shit on top of the car, and he's like, <laughs> you know, he's going. And there's a commentary about that. And you know, uh, my father was big on respect and everything else, but he wouldn't he wouldn't um, tell everybody to pipe down unless it got like. Like unless people were really being critical and, um, or, you know, then he'd be like, well, I'm in a hurry. We're going to make it. I'm not trying not to get, he'd come back with something really firm. And I remember, um, the, the girls, their response was eye rolls, but the guys was, (laughs) our response was like, whatever. We just like stoic. Yeah. Keep the face forward. Do not show emotion. And it wasn't like a conscious thing. It wasn't like, I will not show emotion at this time. It was like, okay, well, I got this mad magazine right here. I'll be fine. And so <laughs> I just, the response was, it was different in that way from my observations. I had some observations. I did a lot of, you know, testing and theories and car trips, but, um, you know, anthropology stuff, psych stuff. I was way ahead of my time. Um, but you were. Anyway, I just, you know, with my girls, I don't have a, a barometer at all. I just know that if I yell, it's over. It changes the whole everything. So as I've said before in the show, what I, what I will say to all children in my life who I am asking them to do something that they're not responding to, mm-hmm. I can yell. Is that what you'd like right now? Because I can yell. I can. I prefer not to. So right. here's what I want you to do. And it's kind of a blackmail, you know, it's kind of like, uh, not blackmail. What's the right, it's not even extortion. It's just sort of like manipulation. And, but then what's yelling? I mean, isn't yelling, or what's better? Is it better to say, you know, you have a, essentially what I'm saying is you have a choice, right? I, I appreciate the goal here. And I think that it's, I think it's better than yelling is to threaten the yelling. But the problem that I have with the fact that I'm a yeller is, right. Uh, I don't, I don't want to parent based on instilling fear in them and, you know, the avoiding yelling and fear, right? I don't know. What's, what's the point of yelling? Well, cause you're just done. (laughs) Do this right now. Well, so what's the point of saying I'm going to yell? Like, what are they, to me, that's what what you're saying. Like it it makes them uncomfortable. Um, okay. Well, that's, that's what I'm labeling that emotion fear, but it could be Mm -hmm. uncomfort or discomfort discomfort and it's so it may be fear there may be a fear element to it but it's it's not like i'm saying i don't want to scare you i'm just saying i don't want to take this to another level like i don't want this to escalate um essentially and so maybe i should try and use those terms rather than yelling yeah 
like, you know, I don't know. I've, I've actually had great results with saying that. Like, hey guys, you know, I've tried to like stop and say, hey guys, uh, or hey girls, we need to do this. So here's what I would like you to do now. And <clears throat> that works sometimes. But there is this, there has to be a tone. There just has to, because otherwise, you know, they're in Lego land or they're in iPad land or they're in, um, you know, PlayStation land or fair magical fairy land. I mean, it doesn't yeah. matter. It's not a tech based thing at all. It's just, they're in Playland. They're playing and whatever that looks like. So, um, it's, it's, I have to break through that. I have to like break the wall. And with my girls, it was, re- it's relatively easy to like, you know, and, and with my girlfriend's girls too, I can just walk over and go, Hey, you guys are awesome right now. However, we really need you to stop what you're doing and do this other thing. And usually yeah. there's, we try to do the transition like five minutes, two minutes, one minute, 30 seconds, you know, like, so there may be three or four asks and you gear yourself up for that. But still, like there's times they just don't listen. They just don't, they don't. And I, so I have to yell. So what I, yeah, I know. I don't have I to yell, but I, I want to not yell, but I yelling. do. But I, yeah. it's like, I, I definitely yell less than my parents ever did. So that's, that's oh, progress. No Maybe my kids oh my will God. be better. Holy but, shit. Yeah. You know, Way the, better. The thing that I think about is, you know, and what I say is, you know, right now I'm annoyed. If you keep annoying me, I'm going to switch to being angry. So when I, when I can keep it calm, that's the, uh, mm. that's the language that I've tried to use. I'm not always successful, but like and angry basically means yelling and stuff. And but that's where that real consequences are. I'm saying? Oh, it's exactly. It's, well, of course it is. Yeah, no, it's it absolutely, it is. But so. w- the guilt that I have about it all is that I think like the yelling, it's, you're right. It's not fear. It's not that they're scared, but it's, I don't know. It's, it's intimidating and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's using my, uh, strength and size and authority, which the last piece you're supposed to be able to leverage, right? You are the authority and they kind of have to listen and that's going to protect them and educate them and everything else. But the volume piece of it is dickish. <laughs> yeah. I can't break it, but it's still dickish. Um, you know, I don't know that there's a way around it. I just don't. You're, you're trying to get a kid to do what you're asking. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, this is all going to be filtered out. You shouldn't hear much of this at all, by the way. The software is going to really do a, a wonderful job. And, and if I'm you can hear it, if you can hear it, dear listeners, it's because your software sucks. I want to be clear. It's not our fault. Yeah, it's your fault. It's totally your fault. Um, no. Uh, anytime you're trying to get somebody to do something, you got to sell it, right? And so you can try. There's a mani- there's like there's a manipulation inherent. And if it isn't at that point, it, that manipulation has happened previously. So at some point, you've either trained the kid that when you say, please do this, they do it. And yep. so you've had to go through some sort of, you know, Skinnerian thing. Where you, and, and the praise is, thank you so much for helping. Thank you so much for doing this. You know, it's not like do it and that's the end of it. It's thank you so much for whatever for brushing your teeth now or getting your pajamas on or clearing your plate or you know whatever or not setting your sister's hair on fire whatever it is and yeah. you know put down the dynamite yep. and so um <laughs> but it's i always try to thank them as part of the positive like you did a great job and i'm proud of you i always and at the end of the day i, I generally that's what i try to do also I'm really proud of you today. You guys were great kids. Here's what you did that was awesome before bedtime. Oh, that's nice. You do that every day? 
Anytime I'm with my girls, yeah. Or that's uh, awesome. in uh, the girlfriend's kids, I will say, I'm really proud of you guys. You were great. Here are the things you, you know. I didn't. I don't make a list of like here's the bullet points of awesome things you did. But I will say, you know, you did this today, and it was really awesome. And and when we asked you to do this other thing, and you guys did it, that was great. And I'm really proud of you guys for for listening and for helping make this house, you know, great or whatever. And like. You know, I think that helps. I think that, that kind of like. It really sounded like you were about to get emotional just now. Uh, no, I'm, I'm really dry and I can't find my water. I see. I am. Um, like buffing some coriander or something out in the, the commons area here. The, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, so the, um, when we put Liam Jesus. to bed, when we put Liam to sleep, he likes us to sing him a song about his day. So we, we're supposed to improvise a song. I nice. doesn't have to rhyme, which makes it easier, but it's really his whole day. So that's a, an opportunity where I can say, you know, here's things that I liked and here's things I can even sometimes say, you know, and then Liam had a timeout because he didn't listen. Uh, and so we'll work those in the song on occasion, not to, not to twist the knife or anything, but just, you know, if he wants the day, I'm going to re- re- relay the day as I, as I re- experienced it. Um, right. And with, you know, Anya, uh, as I've mentioned, has this rule where you're not supposed to talk after she's finished the bedtime ritual. So I often make a gag of finding other things to say to her after I'm not supposed to talk yes. anymore, which means she has to yes. repeat her bedtime mantra. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I forgot to tell you, I love you. I think you're a really awesome person. Um, and then she's daddy, and she rolls her eyes and she's saying, and it's like, oh, I also forgot to tell you, I was so proud of how nicely you did your homework today without being asked. Um, and it's just, <laughs> but I realizing right now for no ill reason for no mean reason but just because i there's no thing to force me to do it i have him doing it with sierra because i don't sing her a song about her day and i can't torture her by saying things after i'm not supposed to talk because she doesn't have that rule so now i'm realizing i should steal from john armstrong and just highlight her uh or her best moments of the day so wow. thank you i'm, I'm, I'm gonna be a better there. dad thanks to you very very flattered i'm even watch this hang on one second Re- whoops don't be a bitch siri remind me to tell sierra why she's great tonight at 7 40 p.m done okay i'll remind you boom that's you that's all yeah. you okay Rex, I'm, I'm really I'm, I'm happy right now i'm happy i've been very sick i've been in bed for four days i have to tell oh, you that man. it's been awful um however I, I cannot i have to tell you this Please. Lita, she's in fifth grade and she did a thing yesterday. They have like a junior business thing and she was chosen to be the um, CEO of some organization at her thing. And like they teleconference and they do all this stuff. And she was so, it was so awesome to talk to her last night on FaceTime. And, you know, I'm in New York right now, but she's in Salt Lake City, so we FaceTime. And um, it's just great to see her face and how proud she was of her day. And, you know, I can't always be with my girls because I'm, you know, divorced. But seeing that, like actually seeing, I you know, I could hear it in her voice, but seeing it was huge. And it was just, it was so great to see her have this, you know, accomplishment, No, no matter, you know, it's not graded it's not whatever it's just an experience and it was just awesome to see that i'm really proud of her for first of all for being chosen to be ceo because not there's not like you know we're all ceos and everyone gets a trophy it's yep certain kids get to be ceos some are cfos and uh 
you know, made it up to be a CEO. And she had to do payroll and go to the pretend bank and go to the pretend store. And, you know, like they had all this stuff it was, and had a lunch break and, you know, it was all day long. And then the kicker, the thing that just like, you know, everything's going great and I'm super proud of her. And she goes, I really wish you could have been there. And I was like, oh God, I've lived my whole life. Never hear those words from my kids. Right. Except for, of course, you know, the, the New York move. But, uh, but I've tried to always be there for stuff, you know, like, Marlo's got a thing, Lita's got a thing, and I'll, I'll make my travel arrangements around those events. And so, yep. so this is the first time Lita's had a school thing where she hasn't said, by the way, parents are allowed to come and I'd love for you to be there. She's usually very good about that. And this is the first time. And then I got thinking about it. It's like, my dad never came to shit like that. Like, yeah. if it was an evening thing, okay, he was there, usually. But a daytime thing? No way. And, <laughs> well, you know... I feel terrible. I just feel terrible. That's all you I'm should. Saying. You should feel terrible. No, you shouldn't. You're doing. The thing is, each kid only knows what he or she knows, and they just know you as a great dad who's awesome. You know what I mean? Wow. Have you talked to my girls? I mean, do you have some inside information there? Uh, I talk to them on occasion. Um, I've been hanging out a lot with your ex-wife, uh, so. <laughs> um, I have one totally unrelated thought that I wanted to share with you before we go today. Um, only because today, as we're recording, it's the day that the Apple Watch review embargo was lifted. And so all the early cool people published their reviews of the Apple Watch. Uh-huh. And uh, Joshua Topolsky, I don't know how, yes. if that's how you say his last name. Um, yeah. But uh, Joshua, who, full disclosure, I'm about to start selling his brand new podcast oh. uh, that's about to launch. But oh, in his review, which I read... He is. So he has the big okay. review at Bloomberg. But one okay. aside that he mentioned that I found really interesting was, I, I can't remember the age of his young one, uh, but he has like, let's say it's a 14-month-old. That could be wrong in any direction. But he has a, a young child who is fascinated and very intrigued by his iPhone. Mm-hmm. And he said, what's been cool is, you know, if I took out my iPhone, then the kid wants to see it, touch it, play with it, whatever. And it's right. not so great. With the watch, uh, she doesn't notice that I'm using it. And so I can like check on notifications, whatever, deal with some things, even triage messages. And she doesn't notice that it's anything other than just a watch. And so isn't all intrigued by it. I thought that's pretty cool. So I'm just thinking about that, that actually. That's, that was the one thing that I was wondering was, would the, would the watch be the piece of technology that actually helps me get away from my phone and my iPad and my, my laptop? You know, like, move away from those devices and like just quick look okay I'm, I'm moving on the whole quick look tm is i'm i love that concept as a parent to not be at the dinner table and be like my phone is actually on the table i would love to have the phone be in the phone quarantine area and you know all screens are bundled over in the space that's not the dinner table yep um and so you know that's the one thing that's that's making me consider the apple watch right now that's it is, yeah. is will it help me be a better parent it's the craziest thing because normally i'd be like technology is awesome and be drooling <laughs> over the watch however in this case i'm like i'm super skeptical except for everyone's saying all these like early tidbits are i didn't look at my phone all day long or whatever right. which i like i think that's good i'm excited well if you ever were on a tech podcast we could talk about this more hmm. foreshadowing hmm. question mark Perhaps it is, Lex. Perhaps it is. Also, I'll be in a much quieter place if said <laughs> event ever occurs. 
Oh, really? Are you doing your next podcast live from Times Square at midday? Because that's the only place I can come up with that would be quieter than this. Um, it's either that or the Fifth Avenue Apple Cube. <laughs> yeah, perfect. On Apple Watch launch day. Yeah, it'd be perfect. Uh-huh.